I'm Richard Verberg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 209, for the weekend starting 2 March 2018. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, real technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, new smartphones. Also this week, a massive iPhone 10, trillion dollar market caps. And when can we expect those first 5G devices? Phones, 5G, a new iPhone, there's so much to talk about. Let's warm up these mics. Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rechard? How's it, Duncan? Almost weekend time. Can't wait. There's a beer waiting for me after this podcast. Oh, good so, stuff. Yes. I should have offered you one. Apologies. <laughs> bad host. Bad host. No, Very it's all bad good. host. It's all good. Um, but I can't believe it's March already. Where's this year going? Before we know it, we'll be uh, saying Merry Christmas. It's it's a scary thought, yeah. At least we've got some good tech awaiting us this year to see us through this. Yeah, and of course, passing year. Mobile World Congress has just concluded. Yeah. And we'll t- be talking about some of the flagship smartphones that some of the big companies there have announced. But before we get into all that in the news this week, let's do our quiz. Do you want to fire it off? Yes, certainly. First question. HMD has introduced a new flagship. What is it called? Sony has two new flagship phones. What are they? Third question. Which reality TV star last week crashed the share price of Snapchat parent Snap? And fourth question. Who is the new Minister of Communications? And it's our 10th minister in 10 years. And the last question. Jaguar has introduced its first all-electric SUV. What is this vehicle called? Want one. Mm. We'll get to the results at the end of the show, as always. But let's dive into the week's news. And Mobile World Congress uh, wrapped up yesterday in Barcelona. Uh, Barcelona, as they say. Barcelona. <laughs> Let me not sing. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, you're not, you're not quite. Is it Placido Domingo? Is it saying that song? I was thinking Freddie Mercury. Oh, Freddie Mercury also, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's let's not damage our listeners' ears. <laughs> <laughs> so, quite a few interesting announcements. Um, we we, we kind of knew what some of them were going to be. Uh, I thought the most exciting um, phone announcement out of Mobile World Congress this week came from HMD Global, uh, which announced two interesting new phones. One is a 4G feature phone, the Nokia 8110. And if that uh, name sounds familiar, it's because it's an old slider phone that uh, Nokia used to do, I think back in 99 or 2000. Wasn't that the one that was in the Matrix? The Matrix. That made it. everything yeah, yeah. popular. Yeah, it was a very, very popular Nokia handset. And um, so they've, re- they've redone it. Uh, People are really calling it the banana phone because it's this <laughs> curved yellow, bright yellow phone. It comes in black as well. But uh, why would you get the black one when the yellow so one is? Why be ordinary? Yeah, exactly. Um, I wouldn't buy one. Would you? No, I was going to say, I mean, same with the, the Nokia 3110 that they brought back. It's, it's a nice little novelty, but I don't know how practical it is. I guess there's markets that will go for it. But it's interesting what Nokia is doing. They're kind of putting this big retro spin on everything or mm. on some of their phones. Trying to, I don't know if whether they're trying to bring back you know, just kind of the nostalgic feeling or whether they generally see a market for people who want to invest in these phones. They I haven't guess. given us any numbers, but they say, say that the previous one that they did, the Nokia 3110, sold very well, including here in South Africa. So there's, there's um, I mean, we haven't seen the numbers, but it, mm-hmm. if, if we believe uh, HMD Global, it appears that there is a market for these old devices. And I suppose some people don't want smartphones. Yeah, or, sure. the, or they want this as a secondary phone for the weekend and switch the smartphone off so they don't get bugged by email and... Yeah, sure, sure. But we, we got we got a lot of dumb phones out there. I guess they're not Nokia basic phones, you know, but uh, you can get a phone for three, four hundred bucks that's, you know, that's or less. a throwaway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
Um, it's a beautiful it's looking phone, though. It's a really nice looking phone. It's 4, 4G. It supports 4G, and it, oh, yeah. it can be used as a hotspot. Um, oh, that's cool. That's pretty handy. Yeah. 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 Look, I'm not. A, I'm, I'm not against the idea of going retro with these designs. It's. It's just like. A, I'm wondering if, I mean, it's a clever marketing trick because it's you're marketing. really pulling on people's kind of emotional strings. You know, you can revive something old. It's like Hollywood remaking old movies. You know, we never seem to have original ideas. They're always just churning out the old ones. But yeah, the numbers would be interesting. But I mean, the functionality of these devices are really the thing that gets to me. I guess if you go to certain markets, it makes sense. But for, for the rest of the planet, I mean, everybody who's on, on kind of the iPhone generation, yeah, I don't see much value in it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think, I think the key here is marketing because it gets people talking about the Nokia brand again. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Nokia brand effectively disappeared mm. um, after the Microsoft acquisition. And you didn't see the brand in stores, effectively. I mean, you could still buy the Nokia feature phones. Yeah. But from a smartphone perspective, they really disappeared. But having these retro phones come into the market gets everyone excited and talking about the brand. And so... I think that the the bigger function it 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 plays is to get people talking about hey Nokia is actually mm. back in the market mm. hey they're making phones again uh, if they're making this feature phone I wonder what smartphones they're making and then yeah. and then people think and talk about the brand so from that perspective I think it's it works extremely well oh definitely yeah um, I guess if they, if they if they if they do add nice features into these feature phones you know like the hotspot sharing potential you know that that is cool cool features that mm. I can you know I can get on board with that and say okay. There is a little bit more functionality behind this, but if they, you know, if they keep a dumb phone, so, yeah, you know, it'll always be limited. I mean, I have a dumb phone for for running. Um, you know, I've I've had a phone mugged. I've been mugged uh, in the past. Mm, mm. Had my smartphone stolen from me. So if I'm running in the streets, I I run with a, I think it's a Nokia 105. It's a 150 rand phone. Oh wow! Okay. And all it does is make a phone call. It's just see, there for, for me. That that is not really a practical solution because when I go mountain biking, all my f- songs, my music, everything, my Strava is on my yeah. phone, right? So I actually want my smartphone with me. Sure. Sure, I could get mugged and lose it, but I guess you know yeah. sometimes you just have to make these decisions. Yeah. So, yeah. But if you're just going for a run in your neighbourhood, then then it might make sense. Although if you, I, see, I hear you about the music angle. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're at an organized event, then sure, take a smartphone. Yeah, I can use my iPod, but then I can't stream my music. That I Then I have to listen to the music that I actually loaded onto the iPod. And who still does that? Who still plans the music no. to load it onto an iPod these days? I've, a, I've actually still got a um, an old iPod 160 gigabyte. In the yeah, that's one I've got too. Oh, yeah. that thing is still fantastic. Yeah, I don't, I don't, use, I don't use it anymore. I stream everything, even in the car yeah. I stream. No, but there's a lot of I, I still use mine you know when I I guess there are these times when I just want I've got some good playlists on there still and I just want something that uh, I can plug in and leave mm. and I've also got the old Apple speakers so that the combination is just you know you can't get those right. speakers anymore and that is just a fantastic piece of kit yeah yeah for sure I mean that, that iPod I'm so disappointed when they discontinued it because mm. I, I, I was using I used that extensively for a very, for very many years I think they call it the iPod Classic yeah the iPod Classic um, and it had a tiny hard drive inside it yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's in a drawer somewhere, and it still works, as far as I know. Just keep it. Don't leave it in the drawer. Just bring it out into the light, into the light, and give it some spin up those heads attention. occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, streaming streaming has killed. Um, streaming did kill the iPod for me. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, we were talking about Nokia. Um, Digressing again. What was really interesting is they launched a new high-end handset called the Nokia 8 Sirocco, mm. um, which is the sexiest phone they've done. Android phone they've done to date. Let's put it that way. Um, everyone was expecting them to announce the Nokia Nine at Mobile World Congress, but that didn't that didn't uh, appear. And I, I would expect that we're going to see a Nokia Nine at some point down the line. You don't think they'll skip to ten? 
Who knows? Maybe huh? 11, just to up the competition. <laughs> um, who knows? But uh, the, the Nokia 8 Sirocco looks, is a beautiful phone. It's, um, it's only got, I say only, put in, only in inverted commas, got a Qual- Qualcomm Snap- Snapdragon 835 processor, whereas the new high-end handsets from Sony, Samsung, and others have the 845. Mm. It's still a very fast processor, and they've paired it with 6 gigabytes of RAM, which I think is the same as in the Nokia 8. Uh, so it's a FOST device. Yeah. Um, the only other criticism I have it is there's no headphone jack. Bad, bad, bad. bad. Choice. Yeah. Um, let's not all copy Apple's bad design decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, the whole market seems to be heading in that direction. Samsung, unfortunately, hasn't uh, hasn't um, followed suit. But uh, uh, quite a few manufacturers have yeah. dropped the. That. And yet, I still use my 3.5 mil jack every day. Yes, I'm I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't tapered off from the last time we had this conversation, which was last year sometime, mm. about transitioning to Bluetooth. I still, I do, do use Bluetooth, but yeah. not exclusively. Yeah. Not, not at the expense of 3.5. It, it comes with a jack in the box. Jack in the box. <laughs> <laughs> it comes with a jack in the box. <laughs> I think we just got our show name. Um, <laughs> and uh, an adapter, let's put it that way. And um, But the problem with adapters is you lose them. Mm. They're very it's light. It's thing to carry. Yeah. Mm. I mean, a 3.5mm jack is invisible. You don't see it. It's yeah. just there when you want to plug something in. Exactly. I do like the square. I mean, I, I like the square design that they've gone with, similar to the, to the previous model. Mm. Um, but with curved glass. With, with curved glass. And edge to edge. It's, it makes it look a lot more square for some reason, just looking at the photographs that I've seen. Yeah. So it'll, I, th- I think the realty is going to be in the hand, but judging by their previous phone, you know, th- they've got a solid manufacturer. Their, their design is solid. You know, yes. the, the device feels amazing in the hand. Um, and I can't imagine that this thing would be any worse off in the yeah. hand. So I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yeah. I've actually played with one last week under, under an NDA. And um, it, it's a lovely device. It's all glass, um, so you definitely do not, do not want to drop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a it's a beautiful design, and um, I'm, I'm really glad to see Nokia back in the smartphone game. Um, yeah. Even if it's under license by another company, they they're producing solid handsets, and the Sirocco looks looks beautiful. Yeah, it's going to retail here for probably around twelve grand, so it's not going to be cheap. Um, but, but there's a lot of phones in that price range. Mm-hmm. I think it's just going to give the competition a run for its money and give consumers. A nice option, mm-hmm. another nice alternative option. I, I don't know how well the previous Nokia did here. Which was, was it the Nokia 7? Well, they've introduced a whole lot of them now. Um, they introduced the Nokia 1 at Mobile World Congress, which is an Android Go entry-level unit. Mm-hmm. They've launched the Nokia, I think there's a 2, the 3, 5, 6, but 7. The previous high-end one that the... That, that was the 8. Placing. The 8, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nokia 8. So this is the Nokia 8 Sirocco. And Sirocco was an old um, Nokia... Um, brand name for high-end feature phones oh, for their really top-end okay, feature okay. phones so they're, they're bringing that back so uh, not to be confused but i think it's a vw sirocco or skirocco uh, and as one of our listeners in the chat room just pointed out we shouldn't forget that this is vanilla android so yeah that's one of the things i loved about it the fact that yeah we don't have you don't have any of this overhead on your installation yeah and and the updates come thick fast and furious unlike um samsung where Samsung S8 users are still waiting for the uh, Oreo update. Oh, no, that's ridiculous. Uh, a year, you know, it's been about six months now since. Uh, that's since not Oreo in. That's not in the spirit of what Android is supposed to be. Come on, Samsung, you need to up your game. Yeah. <laughs> and this is on their high-end phone yeah, from last yeah, year, and they still haven't released Oreo. Um, it, it's starting to roll out, I believe, in some markets, but it's not here yet in South Africa. But let's be honest. I mean, it's like any updates. You need mm. these things when they come out. It's it's kind of no point having them a year down the line, two years down the line, when the next iteration of Android probably in a launch soon as well you know mm. um it's, it's you don't want to be playing catch-up game in mobile security especially mobile security and fixing those yeah fixing those uh, holes in the operating system if there are any 
And of course, Nokia is working very closely with Google. Um, they partnered with Google. Um, and uh, I think it's called the Android One program. Their, their devices are certified by Google. Mm. And uh, they roll out the updates within um, you know, a maximum of a month or two after Google releases Aurea, um, certainly on their higher end devices. Yeah. So, and it's plain vanilla Android. So you're not, I mean, they have to do some tweaks here, like in the camera software and, and that sort of thing. But, but that's minor. It's minor stuff. I think that's what uh, Samsung's problem is. They've got exactly. too much on the operating system yeah. with TouchWiz or with their, with their version of the Android operating Samsung system. Samsung experience. Samsung, whatever yeah, it's yeah. called now, yeah. Too many, too many things to patch and too many things to, to update. Yeah. And update Bigsby and make sure that works even though no one uses Bigsby. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, think, so, I think we should do a poll worldwide and see how many Android users actually use these customizations that the manufacturers put in. Mm-hmm. And if anybody, if, if 50% says no, then we scrap it completely. <laughs> I'm sure we'll exceed that number. Excellent call. Excellent call. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving that Nokia being back in the market and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually getting some proper hands-on time with the Nokia 8 Sirocco and uh, looking forward also to seeing what gets announced later this year because I bet either a Nokia 9 or Nokia 10 is coming with a high-end spec. Yeah, very high-end Yeah, spec. judging by the Sirocco, I mean, it seems like they're gearing up to, you know, I guess to take on the high-end boys again, mm-hmm. you know, like they're the high-end players. And this is a high-end handset, yeah, uh, yeah, don't yeah. get me wrong. 6 gig of RAM, 128 gigabytes of storage, um, uh, Qualcomm 835 is high-end spec. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, they definitely want to take on the guys, you know, they, they want to yeah. be ahead of the curve here. They don't want to just be following the whole time. Yeah. So what else was announced this week? Of course, there was the Galaxy S9, um, which was a bit of a snore fest, I thought. Mm. Um, it was, uh, the whole thing had leaked before Mobile World Congress. Uh, there was nothing about the phone that I can think of that wasn't already known. Maybe a little bit about the um, the, those em- animated emojis or emojis as Apple calls them. Is that news these days? Is it still news? Yeah. Is it, does it's a anyone, feature. It's like, does anyone really care? I mean, yeah. I don't. Um, maybe maybe the younger market does. I mean, we're we're both uh, we're both quite old. So. <laughs> <laughs> quite old. No, no, I do feel old. Relatively speaking. <laughs> but I guess it, you mean you touched on a good point. Like how much innovation? I mean, I guess we've touched on this before as well, but. You know, phones today with a certain spec, certain camera, certain screen size, there's not much more you can do to that form factor. There's not much more you can put in there unless some new technology is introduced in it. Maybe some yeah. VR, AR components or AI components like we've seen with some manufacturers. But I'm, I'm really excited and waiting for the next thing. What is going to be the next uh, 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 breakthrough that's going to make us look at ourselves and go, you know, okay, I want to go to this phone because it's got something nobody else has got. Yes. I think we may be a while off from that still. Mm. So yeah, I don't think there's much to say about the S9. It's got the latest Qualcomm processor in it. Um, Design-wise, it's very similar to the old phone. They've moved the mm-hmm. fingerprint scanner slightly down on the back, which uh, everyone complained about when the S8 came out, although I got quite used to it quite quickly. Um, apart from that... I saw some demo, f- I saw some photographs uh, online. Casey Neistat, well-known YouTuber, did yeah. some test shots. Um, and from what I could see, they look spectacular. Certainly much better than anything I've seen from any other oh, they, phone The camera, of course, they've made big ch- changes to the camera. That's probably the biggest... Especially uh, in the low light. I mean, I saw some yeah. nighttime shots in New York where... I mean, it's got it a variable. Perfectly set. It's got a variable aperture, doesn't it? I think so, yes, yeah. yes. No, it must have for, for mm. some of those shots, I'm sure. And then obviously with some clever digital algorithm tricks. Yes. Um, but the photographs look... Beautifully, beautifully exposed at night. I mean, yeah. you know, and and the contrast between light areas and dark areas. Look, I haven't seen the photographs uh, that I've I haven't been able to take my own photographs to yeah. compare. But it's difficult to fault, uh, you know, 
pro like Casey Neistat if you should take shots yeah. like that I mean yes he is a paid for he, he, he kind of does work with Samsung so you have to take with, oh, right. with okay. that amount he's but, not exactly going to diss them <laughs> yeah but I mean if you look at the shots I mean you can yeah. analyze the shots for yourself right? sure, um, sure, sure. and yeah they were it's the first time in a long time that I looked at something and said yeah that's an impressive camera yeah. So, uh, well, we must look out then for, uh, for uh, and as this will happen, look out for a detailed comparison between the iPhone X and the Galaxy S9 cameras to see which one is uh, is best. Yeah, yeah. I suspect they're probably quite evenly matched. Yeah, look, uh, when you come down to it and you, when you post something on social media with a, with a filter or two, you can probably not even tell the difference. Mm. I think the, the purists or the photographers amongst us who wants, you know, a beautiful raw image, mm. um, that's... We'll certainly see. I, th- I think that's that's the way to go. That's what we'll want from Samsung. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I mean the S8 was a fantastic phone. So I, I suppose um, you know Samsung wasn't going to reinvent the wheel this time around. Um, I mean Apple doesn't reinvent the wheel each time. Um, what else can you put on a phone? That's the question. Yeah, but they had a very successful model in the S8. It was a beautiful mm. phone. It still looks gorgeous today. It's super thin, powerful device. So why reinvent the wheel when you've got something so successful? Mm. Leave that mm. for next year. Or even the year after. And uh, Sony. Sony, uh, we were talking about Sony quite extensively in the show last week, yeah. uh, saying that they uh, kind of seem to be falling behind. Um, now, I haven't seen these phones in the metal, as it were, but um, uh, they look quite sexy from the photographs. The mm. Xperia XZ2 and the Xperia XZ2 Compact. Let's look at the weird naming, naming conventions. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're very high-end handsets and um, a very powerful compact handset, if that's your thing. If you don't want one of these huge phones, uh, the compact has always been a good option. And uh, both both packing the Qualcomm um, 845 processor and uh, much more edge-to-edge. I think they're a bit curved as well. Mm-hmm. Um, a r- radical reinvention of the, uh, of the Sony um, boxy design. Uh, which I think was overdue, as we said last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I need to see these phones in the in the flesh, but it does look like uh, Sony has done some uh, some good work with those, and the camera tech looks quite impressive as well. Yeah, you can never. We, we, I could never find fault with Sony hardware, even going back to the Hi-Fi days. You know, just good build quality, but mm. they have been long overdue for something new in the mobile space. Yeah. So they fell behind quite considerably, even though they had a superior product a few years ago in many ways. Yeah. Um, yeah, can't wait to, to see these. They do look nice from the photographs. But again, a very safe design, I think. Yeah. Nothing exciting. Yeah, I see someone in the chat room, Martin, in fact, saying the S9 camera can change aperture. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's Mobile World Congress. Was there anything else at Mobile World Congress that caught your attention this week? No, to be honest with you, I keep my eye on the highlights package. Mm. Um, there was nothing else um, that really... Vodafone announced with Nokia that they're going to build a 4G network on the moon, um, which, of course, is just marketing. Well. Yeah, just marketing. And just give us good software reception on Earth. How's that for a starters? <laughs> <laughs> Let me not drop a call for 10 minutes, and then we can look at the moon as an expansion plan. How's that? Um, I think they're going to build a total of three three base stations. Um, do you think there'll be a problem with data costs or roaming? <laughs> Depends which, which operator builds it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, the roaming costs could be a bit excessive. Could be a bit higher. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's Mobile World Congress this week. I was interested in a piece uh, that we carried from Bloomberg yesterday um, saying that uh, Apple looks likely to be the first company, the first publicly traded company with a market valuation above $1 trillion. That's mm. $1,000 billion. It's a lot of zeros. They're currently sitting on just about 905, I think, 906 billion US, uh, biggest company in the world, publicly traded company in the world anyway. 
Um, but my money's still on Amazon. I still think Amazon might do it. Their market cap has ticked up to around 730 billion. They've um, overtaken Microsoft, pushed mm. Microsoft, I think, into fourth place now behind Apple, um, Amazon, uh, uh, sorry, a- Apple number one, Google number two, uh, Amazon number three, and now Microsoft number four. Mm. Um, so Microsoft's slipping down the ranks there. They were number one for a very long time. Um, but yeah, it, I suppose it really depends on uh, on how well um, the next uh, handsets do. Um, rumored uh, larger iPhone, which we're going to talk about a bit later in the show. Yeah. Uh, talk is the iPhone 10 hasn't sold as strongly as um, many people had expected, and in fact, the supply chain is taking a bit of pressure because um, because the numbers haven't mm. met expectations, which is really interesting. Um, yeah, look, I think it was a combination of short stock supply when it launched. But also, it's—I mean, it's—it it seems to be the ultimate indulgence almost these days to buy a high-end iPhone 10. You know, it's—it's it's expensive. It's, it's expensive, yeah. And they've pushed their average selling price up and up and up with every model. And the iPhone 10 is—is is I think it's the first Apple um, iPhone that's the, that sells um, for a thousand dollars. Yeah. And that's yeah. for the base model. Uh, if you want the iPhone, uh, if you want, I think there's a—is there a larger? 256. The 256 yeah, gig yeah. version that retails for about eleven fifty dollars or something in that region. That's expensive. No, it's incredible. I mean, does it have any competitors locally that's plus 20 grand in terms of pricing? I don't think there's No, I don't think else. there are any. The Samsung Galaxy S8, well, the S9 pricing has been revealed already. And even on the S9 Plus, I think it's going to be about 17 and a half at launch. Mm. And it always comes down quite quickly from there. But just think about it for a second. 17,000 rand on a cell phone. I mean, it, these prices didn't, they kind of crept up on us over you know the years. But mm. You know, just put yourself in your shoes from five years ago, maybe, and think about a seventeen or twenty thousand rand phone. The rand, I mean, the rand obviously had a big impact on that. Although the rand has strengthened quite significantly in the last few months. I don't think we'll see those benefits immediately. I mean, these guys would obviously want to keep well keep that, the profit margin. That is there. going up on the first of April. That'll add one percent to the price. Mm. Um, a lot of these companies buy take out forward contracts. Um, they hedge against the currency movement, so a lot of them will have, um, you know. And a lot of them will have bought stock at the higher, at the worst exchange rate. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think it'll take a while to see the benefits of the stronger rand, uh, assuming it stays strong. Mm. With all the talk of mm. land grabs and um, yeah. expropriation without compensation, which if that happens, the rand's going going to hell in a handbasket pretty quickly. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's expensive. So uh, maybe they will be the first trillion dollar company. But my money's still on Amazon. No, I I, I I agree with you there. I think Amazon, you know, they're the sleeper. They've got the guy, they've got the big guns behind them um, in terms of, you know, just web services and kind of stuff that happens behind the internet. Yeah, it's such a big is. company. And, and as many analysts have pointed out, uh, Jeff Bezos can simply, he's got, it's like he's got a big knob on his, on, his, uh, on his wall that, you know, he wants to turn up the profits, he just turns the dial. <laughs> oh, let's invest some more, let's turn it the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. So if he wants to push that share price up, he just turns the knob. Probably his personal game that he plays. Like, oh, what, can, what can we do today? Yeah. What markets can we influence today? <laughs> um, and we've, we've seen some very interesting movements in, in the stock markets. I think we spoke about NVIDIA a few weeks ago, but they, they've overtaken IBM yeah. in terms of valuation, which is quite remarkable. And Netflix has risen by um, 50% since the beginning of the year. That's on wow, top of that's a… That's impressive. A, it's over 100% in 12 months, and I think their market value is now sitting at about $110 billion. Um, billion, with a B. That's, uh, this is a video streaming company that's worth that much. Um, it's crazy. I don't, know what, I don't know how much companies like Disney and, and ESPN and those are worth, but 
I, I would imagine that they're not near that. Can we at least just look at this and, and all other streaming companies or all other, I guess, content companies take note here. There is a market in the model for streaming services without a doubt, and mm-hmm. we can see it. Give us good content and don't rip us off with the prices. I mean, I'll, I'll be happy to pay more for Netflix, to be honest with you, because I get so much value out of it and there's so much good content. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the, the price point in Net, not of Netflix in South Africa, which if you convert with the exchange rate, I think it's about 125 rand a month. Yeah, um, that's a no-brainer to spend. It's uh, I, I don't I don't feel any grudge at all spending that money. I've broken. I had had the conversation on streaming audio services recently, and it's, it's the same kind of uh, yeah. argument. But for me, for the price of a CD on streaming music services, you get all you can eat. And similarly, for the price of a DVD, I mean, you used to buy DVDs for 120 rand for some of the imports. Yeah. Or more. You get, yeah, yeah, or more. But I mean, you get essentially for one a month, you get unlimited. Yeah. Which I don't, I, I still don't, I still can't wrap my head around how it works for them because they, they're over it for making some of these shows and obviously buying shows and license. must be yeah. millions of rand. Haven't you seen dollars. all those starving artists walking around in the street? <laughs> That's also true. Okay, yeah, I'm one of them. So, yes, I guess we are being ripped off. But uh, similar with streaming music, I guess, you know, there is, there is yeah. kind of somebody benefits. But, but, but you're right, it's a different no Most of them are 60 bucks a month. And that's, mm. I mean, a new CD now, I haven't, I haven't bought a CD in years, but I, when I stopped buying CD, last CD I bought was probably three or four years ago. And uh, I don't know, it must have been at least 160 rand. Yeah, for a new CD. Yeah, um, so in effect, you're paying and you about a third of carry what? a disc around. So if you want to listen to that song somewhere out on a jog, you have to carry the disc with you. Isn't that <laughs> kind of archaic? Now I think about yeah. it, or upload it onto your iPhone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how, much, how much time is that going to take? You have to rip the CD first in iTunes, get it onto yeah. your iPod, and then you have to install iTunes which, as well. Which is uh, oh, I've got it, so I can't really complain. Uh, but you yeah. use a Mac; it's okay on Mac. On Windows, iTunes is a nightmare. <laughs> um, yeah, horrible software. Really, really, truly horrible software in Windows. Anyway, we need to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Honey, why can't I download any more series? Dad, my game just bombed. Daddy, I was speaking to Kevin and my cord just cut out. With uncapped Vox Fiber to the home, reaching your cap is a thing of the past. You can have all your devices connected all the time. Get unlimited browsing, unlimited calling, and unlimited entertainment. Vox Fiber, now uncapped. T's and C's apply. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity. For business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Well, welcome back to the show. How's it, Rechat? How's it, Duncan? And the chat room. Yeah, good to see quite a few guys tuning in and listening to the show. A couple more than last week. Um, we uh, wanted to stream via Facebook this week, but uh, it turns out it's slightly more challenging than we thought. So uh, mm. we'll continue to work on that. But we're coming to you live on Discord this week. If you don't know Discord, it's actually a very good chat uh, program and, and voiceover IP program that's uh, mainly used by gamers. Mm. Um, but it's also a great uh, platform for streaming podcasts. Good enough for gamers, it's good enough for us. For sure. For sure. Well said. So let's talk about that new iPhone. Uh, six and a half inches is huge. 
Um, That's what she said. <laughs> Let's not talk about your six and a half. <laughs> um, would you get one, a six and a half inch iPhone? I think coming back to my previous conversation, you know, the, the, the more I see these new iPhones coming out with these high price ranges, the more I shy away from it, simply because I, you know, realizing the value of what that phone can do in your life, my iPhone 6 that I'm using at the moment uh, on the iPhone side is mm-hmm. still good enough. So I'm, I'm finding it very difficult to justify upgrading out of outside of my upgrade cycle. Okay, let's let's saying. assume let's assume price is no object. Um, would you buy a six and a half inch iPhone? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, how big is the um, how big is how big is the iPad Mini? Is that eight inches? Yes. So we're getting close to the size of an iPad Mini. Can we use the word phablet again? Is that is that trendy? I don't think I don't think Apple will call it a phablet. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I can see. I mean, I've I don't have a big smartphone like that. I, I but uh, so the iPhone five is too small for me. The iPhone six is the iPhone seven is a good size. Yeah, the, the, I've the, seen the, the small one, not yeah, the, big the one. small. Yeah, mm. I'm not talking about the big, the plus size. But I've seen so many people out in the wild with the bigger iPhone, and then when they show me a video or they show me something, yeah, I can't help but go, hmm, that is nicer than mine. But when you talk about putting it in your pocket and walking around, yeah. even you know, even some of the I've, I, I'm using an Android that is a, a larger screen. That's a six-inch screen now, um, and that's even too big for my pocket. So I can't always, you know, it's just a little bit uncomfortable to put it in my pocket if I want to mm-hmm. go somewhere. If I want to cycle, it's I, I don't like to do it. Which, which, which Android still, are you using there? Um, that's the, the the One Plus. The One Plus. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. so that that has bezels on it. Yes. Yeah. So if you strip away the bezels. Uh, it becomes a smaller phone. So maybe mm. there's an argument to be made that a six and a half inch iPhone, like yes. the iPhone 10, with the bezel stripped down, isn't too big. I mean, it's still pushing. It's still pushing on the large side, but maybe without the bezels. I mean, I, I've played with both the Samsung S9 and sorry S8 and S8 Plus, and um, I don't find the S8 Plus too big. Uh, but mainly because they've got rid of the bezels on the phone. Mm. Uh, and as, as as the manufacturers start to do away with bezels, maybe we can look at shifting up the size of, sure, of devices. Sure. Yeah. Look, I still see I still see merit in a, in a larger screen device. And, you know, for consuming data, I would love to have one. But, mm. f- you know, just on a day-to-day basis, also you know, a simple thing like holding it in my hand. When I'm in bed reading my news mm. and I'm just showing you holding up my one hand, I can have the iPhone in my hand and screen and touch most of the corners. Yes. With a bigger device or with the OnePlus that I'm using, I can't. Yeah. Because my fingers just it's the you can do it if you contort your fingers a bit, but I'm sure a lot of people that read that way would agree with me. You know, it's it's uh, um you'd rather want something that you can manage in your hand. Yes. But again it's you know, it's different to different people, different strokes for different folks. Um but I do see the value in a big screen. I wouldn't say different strokes are different folks, especially with uh, Martin in the uh, chat room asking how many inches your phone is. Um, <laughs> moving rapidly along. <laughs> um, 5G, um, we also spoke about this last week, but uh, there's been some news in, in, in the inter- interim period. I see uh, a number of US operators have announced they're going to start deploying 5G networks by the end of this year. AT&T, Verizon and T-Mobile all announcing they're going to be rolling out to various cities across the US. Uh, what was interesting out of those uh, statements was that um, the first devices that are going to be available on the network are not going to be smartphones. Um, I suppose this is expect to be expected. They're mm. going to be uh, what they call in America pucks, as in hockey pucks, because they do look a bit like hockey pucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're talking about, of course, Wi-Fi hotspots, um, mobile hotspots. And I suppose it makes sense because I think mm. that's what happened with previous generations as well. The first... Um, use for these things certainly for, I remember 3G the first devices that were 3G enabled were these USB um, dongles that you plugged into your laptop 
yeah. to connect. Um, those really arrived before the smartphones came, mm. maybe six mm. months later. So I suppose that's to be expected. Of course, we're not going to see 5G in this country until the spectrum issue gets sorted out. So this is all academic from a South African perspective for now. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, 5G coming to the US by the end of the year. Okay, we, we almost always need to move towards the next technology better, faster, bigger. It's 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 evolution. It moves yeah. law in many ways. But yeah. yeah, I'm quite happy with my LTE speeds at the moment and fiber at home, obviously. You know, I'd be very happy with the status quo if we can just continue and maybe drop some prices. Um, so I'm not in a hurry for this, mm. but it's nice to see. It's certainly nice to see the, yeah. the technology grow. As some clever wag said on the comments on Tech Central on, on, on the story, um, these are going to be hotspots in more, more ways than one. <laughs> well said, yeah. You know how hot these things run in the first iteration of the technology. Um, remember the first 3G device, devices you plugged into your laptop? You touch them and you almost burn yourself. <laughs> and and, 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 and you, 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 you're you sitting there, you're, you're working away, you plug this thing into your laptop, next thing your laptop battery's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days, eh? Yeah. Don't miss them. Don't, miss, Don't them. miss them, but it was good to live through them. Did you ever use iBurst? Oh yes, you I had those, one of those modems for a while. Do you remember, did you want to use one of those PCM CIO modems? Yes, I had. I went through all of them. Yeah, but those were yeah. Remember PCM CIA? Never a cards. fan of it. It was weird. no, it was horrible. But it was the first modems that you could get on a laptop. Some of the first modems mm. were all PCM CIA. It was the first real alternative to telecom. Mm, mm. I mean, they were Centec my wireless, but the signal was so spotty it was almost unusable. Yeah, um, yeah. but I burst. Um, Provided an alternative to telecom, but uh, yeah, those PCMCIA cards. I've got one here. I've got one um, at home somewhere, uh, and um, it's uh, yeah, old, really nice old piece technology. of history. Yeah, you know what PCMCIA stands for, by the way. Uh, pop quiz? No, I don't. People can't memorize computer industry abbreviations. That's <laughs> why I can't remember it. <laughs> That's not really That's what funny. it stands for. No, of course, <laughs> I must remember it. I've no no idea what it actually stood for. Stands for. And uh, yeah, that's our news this week. Um, let's move on to our regular features. Our winner this week is HMD Global for all the reasons we spoke about earlier. Banana Gate. Banana Gate. Um, so yeah, great phones. The yeah. company's doing great things uh, for the Nokia brand. And the Nokia brand's back in the market and uh, good devices. Yeah. Yeah. And devices that people are talking about. So um, well done to HMD Global. And uh, our loser this week is our president. Um, I really didn't expect him to be um, a loser so quickly because uh, after the Jacob Zuma era, but uh, for appointing Nomvula Mukonyani as the new Minister of Communications, uh, fresh from crea- creating an utter disaster at the Department of Water Affairs and Sanitation, which is several billion rands uh, in the hole uh, because of irregular expenditure. She's now been appointed as the 10th Communications Minister in 10 years. Hmm. Uh, I actually struggle to remember who all of the ministers were now. There have been so many of them. <laughs> um, but, and I'm not going to attempt it here. But, um, you know, this is the ministry in charge of, of digital migration, this project that is so many years behind schedule. Now, a minister's been appointed with absolutely no experience of the sector, a minister who has huge question marks hanging over her head mm. about uh, her suitability for being in government. And, um, you know, it's such a crucial... Um, this digital migration thing is such a crucial thing for the ICT sector. And um, here the president appoints someone who is probably not going to do a good job. Um, so I'm afraid to say just a few weeks into the job that Cyril Ramaphosa gets our first loser. Of, yep. He's the first loser. Can't the week there. What is your pick, Rechot? All right. So my little pick, I've been getting, I've been on a bit of an Instagram revival lately. 
So I've been doing a lot of lot more Instagramming in the last few weeks, just you know, just trying to get more photographs out there, trying to showcase some of my drone photography and you know, just building up my Instagram following a bit. But as you know, Instagram being phone only, it's a bit of a pain if you want to edit photographs and get your photo up onto Instagram. So I've been using I've bought this app called Flume, which is essentially a desktop app for I've heard of it. for for Instagram. And I may have picked it and if I have done so I apologize. But I've just been using it so much um, the last If you're two really weeks. loving it, you're welcome to pick it twice. <laughs> pick it twice. <laughs> but it is great. I mean it's essentially just in a desktop extension that, that allows you to do everything you can do on Instagram yeah. but um, on your computer. Not so much editing. Yes, you can do editing of your photographs on there, but you know, if you're going to be using this application, you'd probably be editing your photos in Lightroom and then uploading it um, directly to Instagram that way. It's also nice for managing multiple accounts. So I'm managing some other companies' Instagram accounts. So for me to do the same thing, edit photographs, get it up onto Instagram is so much easier with this application. Um, and I would re- highly recommend it. Even I mean, if you're on Instagram and you do use Instagram a lot, it would it, it's definitely in your interest. It'll save you a lot of time to, to, to use this app. Great I stuff. Recommend it. We'll include a link in the on the show notes on the website. My, my pick this week is um, is the Vivaldi web browser, uh, which I, I played with when it first came out. I think back in 2015 or 2016. Um, it's, yeah, it's been about been about three years since it first, the techni- first technical release came out, and I uninstalled it because it, it really wasn't quite ready for prime time. Mm. But I've been having more and more problems with Google Chrome. Um, and I can't get to the bottom of them. And I even uninstalled Chrome and reinstalled it from scratch, deleting all my settings and going through the painful process of setting it up again. And the same problems recurred. Um, I'm having problems with, with speed performance. I've che- tested network settings in Chrome. I've te- tested, checked whether I wasn't using a dodgy proxy or something. Uh, and no, it, it was just giving me problems. Some websites didn't want to load properly. So I got the hell in this, this morning uh, and I installed Vivaldi. Um, in fact, I installed, I, I fired up Firefox and started using that first. And uh, while Firefox has improved a lot uh, since the quantum release of version mm. 57, it's now on version 58, it still, it still um, feels a bit clunky to me. It's a great browser, but it still feels a little bit clunky to me. So I installed Vivaldi um, uh, just out of interest to see what it looks like. And it has come along in leaps and bounds since the last time I used it. It's based on Chromium, um, it's, uh, which is the same underlying uh, code, if, you, mm. if I can call it that. Or in, I'm sure you call it an engine, but it's, it's the same underlying code. Call it a framework, probably a better. Yeah, a platform um, on which Google Chrome is based. But it's, it, it's in no way Chrome at all. I mean, it's a completely different browser. Mm. But it does support Chrome extensions, which is very important That's to important, me. That's important, yeah. Um, I use a lot of Chrome extensions, five or six of them, and they all work fine in Vivaldi. It's a clean, super fast Simple browser with a lot of extensibility and a lot of um, customizability. Um, so you can choose different themes. You can um, you can do all sorts of stuff with it in the settings. Um, I think you'll you'll spend a good few hours going through those settings and customizing it the way you want to. But I've been I've now set it as my primary browser. Now the qualification here is I've only been using it for about what's going on six hours now. But I, I use web browsers a lot, and I can feel this browser is super lightweight, super mm-hmm. fast, super responsive, super customizable, and I'm really, really comfortable with it. So I have deleted Chrome off my computer. Wow, that's a big step. Yeah, it's gone. Um, the only thing missing from uh, Vivaldi is the ability to sync between um, computers. Tabs. That no, not not between. Oh, um, I presume that'll come as well. But I'm talking about syncing bookmarks and and settings. Yeah, yeah, like syncing. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's a, almost no, that's, a generic. These it's days. coming soon. Um, I read a blog post on the Vivaldi website. It's coming um, very soon. It's in the uh, development beta, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so the next uh, the next um, release version of 
Vivaldi should should have the sync software included in it, which will, in, in my view, make it an almost perfect browser. Yeah, nice. So tell me, does, does any specific uh, music play when you start up? Any classical music come up when you start up Vivaldi? No, no. Nothing like that? It gets, in, gets out the way, which is, <laughs> which is really nice. Um, I mean, you were talking about what Chrome does, and a few weeks ago I spoke about the issues I've been having on my Mac with processing performance. Yeah. And uh, I formatted my machine, and that problem has been recurring. And it's... Um, if I if I minimize uh, Chrome mm-hmm. or certain browsers, certain websites just push up the it it, it increases the processing process that's being used in Chrome. In Chrome, mm. um, that was the problem that I've been having. So it's it's I mean I obviously killed whatever caused it, but it still happens with certain web pages uh, that my usage just spikes up and I can't use my computer. It's just everything just grinds to a halt. Yeah, I worry that Chrome is becoming a bit like Internet Explorer was in the old days. It's not that bad yet. Let's, not, let's not be that fair, bad, but. Yeah. Uh, I do worry that it's becoming, it's heading in that direction. Um, go give Vivaldi, install Vivaldi. It runs on it runs on Mac and Linux and uh, and and Windows and possibly other platforms. I'm not sure, but certainly Mac, Mac Windows and Linux. <coughs> and um, it's it's good. Uh, love to get your feedback actually next week on the show. Well, uh, we got a comment from the talk show. Just be just Brad. <laughs> um, I did actually think about Bitcoin miners. Um, it is possible that some of the sites do have that. And yes, I have cut down my porn up visits significantly since then. <laughs> so I don't think that is the problem right now. But uh, thanks for checking up on me. <laughs> Hope you're running antivirus. <laughs> <laughs> I do use incognito mode. Does that count? <laughs> we don't want to know all your secrets. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this uh, chat room is dragging us into the gutter very quickly. So uh, I think maybe we should ra- wrap up the podcast. <laughs> I'm loving the direction where this is going. Let's keep it up. Um, I think that's the show. Actually, yeah, uh, we have done we have done everything. Yeah, I would uh, like to make can I can I do a mm. can I, I do another pick actually from sure. the from um, from the from the uh, chat room as well. I think it's Martin's pick, a retro flag. Which is a Nintendo uh, NES case for your Raspberry Pi, and I just opened it up and it looks very nice. It's like a little Raspberry Pi case for your uh, little oh, nice. NES case for your Raspberry Pi. I'm sure you can then obviously is run that from Star Wars. One. What? Is oh no, no, no! That's that's just what the old NES NES cases look like. Oh right, okay. It looks like a prop out of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it does. It's like yeah. an old school retro grey computer box. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a very cool pick, actually. I'm going to be checking this out. There we go, Martin. You got your first pick on the show. In fact, we must get you on the podcast at some point in the future. Um, and that's our show. Yeah, as always, if you've got any feedback, info at techcentral.co.za is the email address. And thanks to everyone on Discord for joining us today and for taking part in the chat room. It's yeah. been great. Until next week. Wait, wait, wait. The quiz results. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would I do without you, Rafat? Do, oh, you, want we to, try. do you want to do it first? The first question. Yes, the first question in this week's quiz that we almost missed. HMD has introduced a new Nokia flagship. What is it called? And the answer there is the Nokia 8 Sirocco. Sony has two new flagship phones. What are they? That's the Xperia Z2 and the Xperia Z2 Compact. Third question. Which reality TV star last week crashed the share price of Snapchat parent Snap? The answer there is Kylie Jenner. That's who you were Googling. Who <laughs> <laughs> is the new Minister of Communications? And that's Numvula Mukonyane. And the last question, Jaguar has introduced its first all-electric SUV. What's the name of the vehicle? And the answer is Jaguar I-Pace. That's our show. Until next week. Cheers. Ciao, ciao.